Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello, my name is Harold Flake, and I'm from Sylvan Lake. Thank you, Pastor Joe. It is indeed an honor to be invited to share on your program. When you approached me about a message, I instantly recalled an experience given to me in the early morning hours many years ago. Today, I would like to share about forgiveness and include what I learned that morning. I invite you and your listeners to now join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to share what you have shown me about forgiveness. I believe that forgiveness is so very important in this time and season. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would help me to put words together that will touch the hearts of those that are listening today so that the message that comes forth would be meaningful, instructional, and useful in their lives. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving us. Teach us now by your Holy Spirit. Amen. This past week, I heard a statement that said about 60% of all patients in mental hospitals could be released if they simply got the understanding that they were forgiven. In our present world, forgiveness appears to be in very short supply. I believe it is just not being well distributed or received. Our world needs to experience the different situations where forgiveness is as available as it is necessary. I would like to share three. If you just happen to tune into this program and you don't know the forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please allow me to briefly explain. You may have wondered, who is this man, Jesus, and what is his purpose on earth? Jesus is both the Son of God, Son of Man. In Luke 1, 26 describes how the angel Gabriel came to the Virgin Mary and explained to her that she would have a child and she should call his name Jesus. Jesus was God, come to earth as a man for a specific purpose. In Luke 19, 10, in the King James Version says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That? Not who? What was lost? We go back to the book of Genesis and discover that there was an intimate relationship between man, Adam and Eve, and God. That intimate relationship is what was lost with that first sin. Adam and Eve were then banned from the garden. Isaiah 53, 6 tells us, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. Our way, rather than God's way, is sin. God's solution to restore that intimate relationship is predicted in Isaiah 53. 
But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us forgiveness was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. God's way was planned long before Jesus came to earth. Jesus then came, and John 10.10 says that we would have life abundantly by paying the price so our relationship with God could be restored. An intimate relationship cannot succeed if there is unforgiveness. But from the cross, Jesus declared, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. As individuals, we need to accept the gift of Christ's payment for our restoration. Invite Jesus into your life and forgiveness is yours, my friend. You can do that today. Now, if you are a person who is holding unforgiveness towards another, I would like to ask you, do you find that there are numerous tormenting issues that you face on a regular basis? Holding unforgiveness towards anyone is like having tea with them. You know your tea has poison, but you're expecting them to die. That expectation really doesn't make sense. You may not feel that the person deserves to be forgiven. You may not feel like forgiving. However, forgiving is a choice that you can make, even if the one you forgive is no longer on this earth. The choice to forgive is what sets you free, and you can simply tell God that you choose to forgive. In Matthew 18, verses 23 to 35, Jesus shared the parable of the unmerciful servant. A man owed his master 10,000 bags of gold. Since he was not able to pay, the master forgave the entire debt. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. His fellow servant begged, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tormented until he should pay back all he owed. Jesus went on to say, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. It's pretty clear that our heavenly Father will indeed allow us to suffer consequences if we choose not to forgive. Not forgiving costs in many ways. Debt is not just about money. It also has to do with our relationship with others. Do you owe someone an apology? Do you owe honor to your parents? Is there something you haven't completed? Ask Holy Spirit to show you who you need to forgive or who to ask for forgiveness. Keep short accounts because the results are amazing. Have you ever prayed the prayer that Jesus taught about Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Your very prayer stands in the way of God's forgiveness to you if there is anyone whom you have not forgiven. It might even be that you need to forgive yourself. Ask Holy Spirit to reveal any outstanding debt. Jesus already paid the price for your forgiveness. And finally, if you find yourself in a position to assist someone who struggles with understanding their forgiveness, 
Like that 60% in the mental hospitals, perhaps my experience with Holy Spirit may be helpful. My wife and I encountered a lady who was a recent Christian. She came out of a world of incredible darkness. She invited us to her church the day she planned to share her testimony. We were blown away by her story of being part of a bike gang, eventually involved in Satan worship. She even conceived with the intention the resulting child would be sacrificed to Satan. We couldn't believe it. She became a friend, almost family, as she lived in our home for a time. But after four years, someone made arrangements for her to receive deliverance, and the changes were very evident in her life. She made an appointment to share some things with us. She confessed the many evil things that she had done, even about her intentions that fortunately never happened. When she was finished, I asked, What else? She exclaimed, All of this? Isn't that enough? I said, But you wanted to share something new with us. All you have shared thus far is not new. We have known this for four years. Who told you? You did at your church. She had no recall and couldn't understand how we could know all this and still love her. Over and over she repeated, I know God forgives. We did not know how to minister to her need. But at 4 a.m. that morning, I was awakened and instructed to go to the scriptures. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Our friend was cleansed. She had accepted Jesus. She had confessed many sins to us. What was the problem? I know God forgives, repeated in my mind. And then the Holy Spirit spoke audibly to me. This approach is very effective and deals with about 90% of all sin issues in a person's life. The problem is that the people cannot believe they are forgiven for that remaining 10% of their sin issues because this is just between them and God. The enemy says, Yes, but if any human being ever learned about what you did, you would be toast. Holy Spirit then took me to James 5, the anoint for healing scripture. James 5.13 is Anyone among you in trouble? Let elders pray. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Yes, let the secret out. By finding a trusted person and confessing the sin that seems to have a stronghold, the enemy can no longer threaten you with what might happen. You can say, too late, a human being already knows. Holy Spirit went on to explain that this process takes care of nine of that 10%. The problem with the remaining 1% is that the enemy then says, yes, but what you did was so bad that even God can't forgive you. He's a liar, and this is one of his biggest lies. Holy Spirit led me to John chapter 20, starting at verse 19, where Jesus had already been crucified, buried, and risen from the grave. The disciples were together behind locked doors, and when Jesus came and stood among them, he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. At that point, the doorbell rang. It was 7 a.m. Our friend was at the door, not knowing why that she should be there. I invited her in and shared what I was learning. As I read the scriptures, she interrupted, Isn't it a sin to not forgive? Yes, it is. Then why is Jesus giving permission to not forgive? He said right there, If you don't forgive, they're not forgiven. Holy Spirit answered her through me as I explained what I was yet to learn. Jesus is not giving permission to not forgive. He's teaching. When you minister forgiveness to a person, don't forget to pronounce them forgiven. They need to hear, you are forgiven. If you do not express words to tell them they're forgiven, they cannot understand and accept in their heart that they are forgiven. I turned to my friend and said, you wouldn't have a problem if you heard God's voice tell you that you are forgiven, would you? I continued, it's not a booming voice from up there in the corner of the room, but I've received the Holy Spirit from Jesus. I am his disciple today. I called her by name and declared, you are forgiven. That morning she was set free from every sin she had confessed. I know God forgives is often an understanding in our mind. Hearing the words moves it down to our heart. Spoken words have spiritual power. At a wedding, there's a spiritual change that happens with the words, I pronounce you, are man and wife. The two become one is a recognizable example. Today, my friend, if you confess any sin, you are forgiven. If your sin is in that 1%, please hear these words, you are forgiven. God bless you. Go forth in the light of forgiveness. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.